Welcome to the Grillcast, the only podcast in the world dedicated to radical centrism. I am your host, Orion, and joining me today, as always, is Micah. What's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, man. And we have a very special guest today on our 10th episode, Double Digits. We fucking made it, boys. We got Annika O'Brien. Hi. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. I failed to show up last time. <laughs> I fell asleep. Ooh. But, yeah. But- it really hurt, you know. I thought I was done getting stood up, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, got a, I got a message from you the next morning saying, like, I, I caught all your Facebook messages. Was he seething? <laughs> was he... No, he was like, So, you still on? And I was like, Oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't seething. You can't, bl- you can't be like that. Yeah, yeah, no, you're cool. Um, you're actually the reason I left that uh, commie group, it's supposed to be uh, the centrism but uh, the way the way that you were mistreated orion onion i keep wanting to call you onion Onion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, that yeah. makes me feel so happy that someone finally recognizes my plight yeah well my I oppression mean, i've had people think my last name o'brien was orion which i think which doesn't make sense because it visually looks nothing like it no and i've had people call me o'brien all the time i just want to make sure you realize that whole situation with the group was a bit i realized that after i quit the group (laughs) (laughs) that's okay it was like half a bit because i was told (laughs) i was told i'm permanently eated i had an idea that i probably wasn't but i thought you know what fuck these fools i'm putting a jihad on them yeah if you guys want to segue into the one thing you wanted to talk about, um, I so that group I had to block so many people so I wouldn't be tempted to react or interact mm. with some of them because I I've had I I think I'm on my fourth three day ban or I think the first time they give you like twelve and then the second twenty four or something like that so I'm on either my first or second three day right now and I'm twelve hours until I get released. But yeah, so I, I was in a group and I was arguing with, you know, one of these like anti-capitalism kind of people and she was making no sense. And I asked the girl to, I said, look, you know, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but could you please uh, send links to the resources, the research studies you're talking about? Because you're, you're making an argument and you said that, oh, research has shown. She said I was mansplaining. Well, mansplaining. Uh, well, they think I'm trans. That's Woman. why I'm in the group. Yeah, they think what? I'm. A, yeah, they think I'm a trans man. <laughs> they yeah, I'm in the group because it's a bunch of SJWs and SJW trolls, like people who go in there and pretend to be SJWs. So I'm. So anyway, the point is that she thought I was a trans, a trans person. So she said that I was mansplaining. And um that's, that's transphobic. That, yeah. Yes, it is. And I I said, LOL, you dumb bitch. And then right after I posted, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I better delete that. Facebook was right on it. It it there wasn't even enough time for somebody to have reported it. It happened so quick. As soon as I refreshed and went to hit the delete button, I got that three day. It shouldn't even be a language issue. Like Facebook shouldn't monitor for language. They should monitor for in the interaction whether or not they were actually being a dumb bitch. Yeah. yeah. Like they, <laughs> they should have a panel. Been, yeah. Get their best fact checkers <laughs> on that. Exactly. Just read through the thread. Like, All right. Well, she, she's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Facebook is fact checked and they found that you are in fact a dumb bitch. Yeah, we've been having the same issue with like the word ret- retard and retarded. Yeah. That's you know, what you're saying. Like, right? What am I supposed to say if this person's being a retard? There's no other word to accurately describe it. Like you can call them a simpleton. You know, there's other words, but it just doesn't. It's yeah. not as spell in- it inclusive. in a way that they know it. Okay, so like yeah, I like Carlos. Post- Carlos said redacted. Oh, said, that's a good one. Yeah, you that, I thought that was pretty good. You redacted. That's actually good. Yeah, because that's ooh, that's even better. You're wow. yeah, say so you're redacted. You redact ooh, redact. that's even better. I like that. So you mentioned that 
you got a band. How many have you had? Uh, I've had a few bands. I've had probably like three. My from last one was three. From Facebook in general. Oh, from the group, I've been I've been uh, banned like a hundred times. Uh, I've been banned more than anyone else in the group, and it's because this is what happens. This is part of my plight that I'd like to describe to you that you've supported me through. Um, so there's a few mods in that group, and they see how many likes I get, how many people you know, interact with me and talk to me and how much everybody in the group loves me and they get jealous. The they, they get filled with <laughs> impotent, jealous, Janny rage, yes. <laughs> and they have no choice but to mute, to ban, to kick, to delete, and to say, you know, it's like a temper tantrum. It's all they have. It's sad and it's pretty cringe. I think there's a bigger issue. It's not just that people like you. It's that you do a really, really good job of of stating things in a way that we know you're joking, but there's so much truth in what you're saying. Like, Thank you. You do a I agree. really. That's why I noticed you. Um, is because you're you're so good at like conveying this like extreme bullshit opinion that everyone in the whole group is like secretly well sorry the smart people secretly kind of know you're being truthful like you can be over the top with it to the point where there's so much truth in what you just said and i think that's the other thing because you're clever and that's the other thing that bothers them and that's that is in in turn what makes people like you it's it's why some people thank you very much by the way it's why some people have <laughs> called me america's greatest satirist well did in that way you brought some me people hundred dollars <laughs> was to say that <laughs> <laughs> the checklist. So. I'll, I'll Venmo you it after the show. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm not just like, you know, trying to kiss ass, but that that's why you stick out in that group because a lot of people say a lot of besides things. my dashing good looks. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Continue. Um, well, your girlfriend's good looking. Oh, very much. She's way yeah. out of my league. Yeah, I'm like I, I'm like one of those retarded fat uh, cartoon dads that somehow bags like a smoking hot wife. Yeah, that, that's actually good. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, like Fred Flintstone, Peter Griffin, you know. So uh, let's let's go ahead and move on from this subject. Um, I wanted to ask you because I know that you're formerly a roboticist. Is is that accurate? Yes. When are we going to have sex robots? Uh, we kind of already do. They're just, they're horrible. You know, there's more than just the mechanics. No, I'm, talk I'm talking about not women, like sex robots. No, there's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there, there are sex robots. They're just very expensive. And um, there's actually a guy, if you go on Twitter, he's quite interesting. I'd like to, in in you guys might even want to interview him at some point. His his um name is the dollhouse there's like an underscore in there somewhere um, oh i've i've seen him yeah he's interesting he's in, i think he's in the uk um he's, he's like a migtail guy right no uh so he hangs out in the migtail spaces because how many people want to fuck a plastic doll like that's kind of an obscure whoa, whoa, obsession whoa. <laughs> <laughs> probably all I, of our listeners oh is this disney <laughs> okay Oh, oh, you mean because I'm offending your listeners? Okay, I thought. Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't. Because there's so many more things involved in sex that's not just mechanical. Well, while we're on this topic, can you, uh, can you clarify a certain rumor I heard? Is it true that all Japanese people are sex robots? Probably. <clears throat> At least those within the, uh, the limits of Tokyo, I'm sure. You can get okay. uh, Japanese people out of vending machines right here. <laughs> not just okay, not just you. their soiled <laughs> underwear you. anymore. Yeah, now exactly. you can get the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I got I got to ask, and uh, you know, as a woman, how do you feel about sex robots? I don't. Well, see that God, this is a long conversation to have. Um, so regarding sex robots, again, it's more than just mechanical action, or else. People crave intimacy with another human. Like there's more than just the the spurt. Um, they like the smell. I mean, we're social creatures as much as people want to believe that they are loners and I'm not a people person. It's like bullshit. Then stay at home and wear your mask. <laughs> like I think a lot of people are doing that. 
Yeah, no, no, not in Houston. Well, for a long time in Houston, they were really good about it. That's where I've been living. Um, but there's definitely people have hit a breaking point. They they call it like lockdown fatigue or there's some name for it. Um, where you just get sick and tired of being told that you're going to die if you go outside. So there's a lot that can be beneficial with the sex robots, I think, especially somebody who... See, this is the thing. I'd need to see more actual <laughs> social science on it because I don't think there's a net positive of our society is having sex with plastic. Like how? As, but as we a, as we a don't know how far that's. We don't. We don't know how far you know they can take it in terms of replicating human intimacy. Um, like yeah. maybe they'll give it like nice perfume. It's like, oh, this smells like a woman. No. And maybe it'll be like, no, wow, no, you are so big. And then it's I'll be like, different. wow, this does everything that I want it to uh, do. No. Cook some like, food. The pupils will dilate after orgasm. Yeah. And yeah. Be like the synth. They'll be like the synths from Fallout 4. You realize that would be a, over a million dollars for just one doll, right? That'd be billions. Right dollars. now. <laughs> no, okay. You know the Honda Asimo? They spent over $10 million building that thing and he falls down a flight of stairs. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. There's like compilations on YouTube of him tripping and falling. Um, we're not going to be... That might be a feature for sex robots if they can get like knocked up. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Aww, I didn't know it's this kind of podcast. <laughs> Should have listened to an episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've actually so i not to use excuses but i've been moving and it's been a very tedious process um and then just work it's like i'm moving while working full like 40 to 50 hours a week so now you moved into the suburbs right sort of i'm not in the city anymore but i'm not out in the suburbs oh okay yeah i'm like in that yeah in houston there's really it's funny because somebody mentioned um like oh you better be careful someone's gonna dox you i'm like i live in houston there's really only three neighborhoods i can live in given my you know my demographic um there's there's not not sure i understand what that means yeah okay so houston (laughs) landmass is bigger than houston's landmass is bigger than the uh country of france and i want to say like italy like we're bigger than a lot of places wait 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 wait. the city of Yes, Houston. If you take Houston, Houston, it looks like a giant bullseye because we're not we're not up against water. Um, I have to look this up. We're not near an ocean, and we're flat as fuck. That's one of the reasons our floods are so bad. So we're are there a lot flat. of flat earthers there? Uh, uh, yes, actually, I yeah. That's pretty based. No, no, we're actually far left. Houston is extremely left. Um, yeah, it's all big cities. <laughs> okay, Houston's not bigger than France, just so. Is it Italy? Square, like, square kilometers, it's bigger than, I think it's bigger than France. So Houston's landmass is like 669 miles. Okay, hold on. Is that bigger than Israel? Bigger than... 669. It's probably... Because they they have like huge, um, they have like huge... Okay, well, Texas is the size of France. I'm way off. Yes, it's yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, holy shit! Just, I get just up so at we're, like you know, four every morning. So people know we're fact checking here. Okay, this is a okay. fact in logic based podcast. I know that there are places that Houston is bigger than that are like small countries. So now I want to ask, um, you do work in investment banking now in the industry and other than landlording, investment banking is the most centrist profession. I want to ask, do you think that they get a bad rap? Definitely. Especially nowadays. No, I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic and I'm not being like a capitalist. Um, we are, Oh, gosh. So the CEOs in my industry are getting awards for the DEI for like uh, diversity inclusion. In fact, I think it's Bank of America had um, is giving like a ridiculous you can look it up. It's a lot of money. It's like millions. Um, It's like probably like 100 million to um, black owned businesses. It's it's not giving. See, so a lot of people were mad and said, "Oh, the banks are giving money to Black Lives Matter." They're not. What they're doing, I actually really agree with what they're doing. They're using their corporate power to help um, set up long term 
uh, assistance in underserved areas. Yes, that's going to disproportionately affect blacks and minorities, but it's going to it's going to benefit everybody. It's going to benefit rich white people. It's going to benefit everybody. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like a lot of these I'm being serious. Like a lot of these people think, "Oh, well if you help out black people, you're hurting whites." It's not true. That what they're doing is they're setting up assistance programs, um grants and such for business owners. They're not just passing out cash. So when it comes to like the far left, the far left is not doing nearly as much for equality for women's rights. The company I work for has like a banks. (laughs) I'm serious. A lot changed. And this is the thing. They think, oh, big fat bankers sitting around making their millions. Yeah, they're making millions, but you know what? Like, okay, the company I work for, I'm constantly being sent emails on. Hey, be sure to record your volunteer hours so that we can, because they like, they want to keep track of stuff like that. I can donate up to $5,000 a year to any 501c3 and my company will match me dollar for dollar. So say if I wanted to give $5,000 Black Lives Matter, they'll give $5,000 Black Lives Matter. I'm just saying like, that's not who I'm going to donate my money to because it all goes to Act Blue, which is political. I will not simp for the banks. I'm just I will. Saying, I'm just saying the company. Not only that- not only will I simp for the banks, but I'm I'm thinking about setting up a 501c3. You said the yes. the grill charity. Uh, I'll send you. <laughs> I'll send you my five thousand dollars for the year. Provide grills to families. Yeah, because <laughs> I I've got to donate before the end of the year for it to end up up, up for my taxes. There you go. Holy buddy. shit! So. There you go, buddy. Yeah, Can you imagine? So, well, anyway, I mean, not, yeah, I'll send for the banks. Um, they're not all good. I'm not saying that like banks are better than anybody else, but they're, a lot of them have changed because they're getting hmm. people that care about the environment. They're getting people that care about equal rights. Um, they care about like social impact. They're getting those kinds of people to work there. So I don't think these leftists realize like if they want to make a difference, they can go work at a big, well, they do understand that because they'll do that in schools. They always go for the easy jobs by easy. I mean, ones that don't require as much education or, you know, licensure, like my job and logic. Yeah. Like my job standards are a little higher than I, I can't believe they hired me, but like they run a credit check and a federal background check every 90 days on you, which is, seems a little absurd. Do you I think, think your like, opinion on this matter could possibly be biased? Um, no, I went to work for these for the company I work for because I feel there's a lot of good that can be made. And I feel like I can use my position to help others. Because I'm in a position where I can actually help people who need it. Like right now, after we're done recording, I can tell you what I do for a living. Right. I mean, well, I, I, yeah, you know, do you I, really think that you're doing more than people screeching on Twitter? Oh, okay. I think I think they might be carrying a little bit more weight. Exactly. Yeah, behind their keyboard. They're bringing the issues to the forefront. And if what you're saying is true, that, that a lot of these institutions are changing policies. They're, they're actually on the front people, line. Then <laughs> yeah. really, they're only doing that because of people screeching on Twitter. Yes, exactly. Um, that's I mean, to be quite honest, I know that I don't I'm not in an altruistic industry, but there there is a lot of good that happens. Like there are a lot of companies that um, want to use their power for good. Because I mean, keep in mind, like our generation, I'm probably a lot older than you guys. You're like, what, 16? <laughs> uh, I'll be so, I'll be 16 in April. OK, basically 16. Yeah. yeah so, so, yeah, there's a lot of people that work for these companies that they genuinely want to make a positive difference in the world and they're going to use their position and their power to, they're not going to cheat the system. Like they're not going to hire people that aren't qualified just because they're a certain color or gender, which I hear that all, the far right, the or I guess it's not the far right, it's the manosphere. They're the ones that annoy me because they think that just by being a black female, you can get any job you want. That's not true. Because anytime you have like groups that are appear to be getting preferential treatment, you have people who say, F that, I'm not going to hire this person because they have it easy in life. And I mean, they we notice when they do it to white men, when they say, oh, well, white men are privileged, but there's a group of people who think that like a trans black female is privileged. And I yeah, mean, it stupid. really comes down to the individual. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's obviously, that's obviously dumb. But uh, yeah, 
Well, that actually, uh, that parlays us perfectly into our, into the article I wanted to show you guys. So, this article is, The Pope Blesses Business Plans. A new initiative brings the Vatican and CEOs together. The CEO of my company just did a live stream with the Pope, and for, and <laughs> that's what I watched this morning, was a live stream with the Pope and my CEO. Oh my god, so we got an inside information, uh... uh no, no, it's for everyone that works at the company, but it, I don't think it was published publicly, but it's mm. for morale boosting and... Anyway, you can read the article. I want to see what they say about it. All right. It may seem an unusual pairing. Big businesses and Pope Francis, a pontiff who has repeatedly criticized capitalism in scathing terms. But they announced a new partnership today, the latest sign of the growing influence of environmental, social, and governance, or ESG, practices in business. That's my whole job is all about ESG. See, you're making a difference. Yeah, I told you guys. Meet the Council for Inclusive Capitalism with the Vatican. A group of businesses, investors, and other groups that represent 2.1 trillion in market cap and 200 million employees. The group has announced pledges towards environmental and sustainable business goals that fit into the ESG movement with Francis's blessing. And so, uh, there's 27 leaders known as the Guardians for Inclusive Capitalism. Yeah, I can tell they're good guys because of the way that they're uh, that they're stating this. We have Ajay Bonga of Mastercard, Mark Benioff of Salesforce, Brian Moynihan. Yeah, Brian Moynihan of Bank of America. Catholicism has gone corporate. Uh, no, okay. So this is the thing. First off, all of these people that are doing this, they would be considered more conservative. Now they're liberal in the sense that they're for equal rights, but. They're not. They're not leftists. That's the thing. Like the CEO. No, they can't be leftists. They uh, own so much capital. There's so many leftists that own capital, though. Yeah, I can see that. There's so many. Look at Hollywood. I think at the same time they're liberals. So I don't know if they're like truly leftists in Hollywood. I think. I think like socially. They're posturing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I look at um, someone like Patton Oswalt. Not, God, we can go on tangents all, all night long. So someone like Patton Oswalt, who has millions and millions and millions of dollars, and he's always been really funny and entertaining. And his wife, or I don't know if you know, Michelle McElroy or Mac, Mac? I can't remember. Macaroon? No, it's like Matt. Anyway, his wife passed away She uh, a few years back. She, oh, no. Yeah, it, it was actually really sad. So... Long story short, she was a writer. She was like a reporter and she got onto the Golden State Killer story. And she became kind of like an investigator on that. She dug deep into it. In fact, she's the one who who coined him as the Golden State Killer. Well, hmm. right before she died, she oh God, I wish I could remember her last name now. Right before she, she died. Said, she said, I have Hillary's emails. No, yeah, exactly. No. Oh, that's funny, but that's bad. No, so she was writing a book about it, and she came up with a really big break because we still haven't found him. He's like, I don't know if you know the story of the Golden State Killer. It's like there's podcasts dedicated to that whole thing. Anyway, uh, I mean, like full blown podcasts, not like a one episode. So yeah. she had found kind of like my whole capitalism story. She had found some like breaking news or whatever, and so. And she passed away. Well, they're publishing her book anyway. He was asked during an interview recently um, if he will release the name because, like, that's a big fucking deal. There are lots of women that were terrorized, that were raped in their own homes, that were killed. I mean, this guy terrorized people for years and years and all across from Northern California to Southern California. Truly an yeah. inspiration to us all. <laughs> you're so... You're so uh, I don't know, sexist? Would that be the? I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I'm just teasing. Um, okay, but yeah, anyway. I am. Yes. <laughs> my point is that so she possibly solved the case or got really close, and people were asking him, "Hey, could you like you know tell everybody who this person is?" And Pat Oswalt has tons of money, and he's like, "Oh, you'll have to wait and buy the book." And oh my was, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Wait and buy the book. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, 
you think you know who the Golden State Killer is or where they reside. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not a killer. It's like, what the fuck, dude? That's I- a pretty based centrist move. I'm not going to lie. No, that's like ANCAP policing. Yeah, it was so weird because I'm like, that can't be real. Like he, he comes across as being an anti-capitalist on, but he didn't even write the book. His dead wife did. Like he, it'd be one thing if he was starving and he was like about to lose his house, then I'd be like, okay, maybe he start a GoFundMe and be like, hey, I'll tell you guys, could you help out? Like do crowdsource or something. But no, he's, or crowdfunding. But he's like, um, yeah, he's like, buy my book. <laughs> holy shit yeah and then oh maybe you'll find out and that's such a it's probably not even in there either it's like (laughs) oh yeah it's it's a bait and switch stay tuned for more yeah book two will happen i swear guys speaking of continuing uh in this article (laughs) um great segue Regarding the uh, the supergroup founded by Pope Francis and many CEOs, the group is the brainchild of Lynn Forrester D. Rothschild, the businesswoman who has backed ventures to promote so-called inclusive capitalism in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis. So, yeah, this is... The rightoids are gonna fucking go into meltdown mode over this, like... They're going to see Rothschild and be like, no, they're re- great resetting us. No. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you like familiar with the great reset shit? Have you paid attention to that much? Yeah, yeah, I have. I think uh, I think it's just I mean, this they kind of have a point. I think that like inclusive Wait. capitalism is a big part of that. Does this mean yeah, we're like, going to be able to uh, buy stocks in the Vatican soon? That'd be pretty based. I'd buy some of those. But, like, right after, like, some kid gets diddled, because, you know, the stocks would, like, crash then, you buy on the dip. Yeah, you buy. When when a Prius dips, you you buy in. Oh, you're horrible. Oh, my God. Well, you don't buy on the dip. You buy on the dip. Onion's going to make me cry. (laughs) But you have to admit, as, as someone who works in the industry, that'd be a good investment strategy yeah what if you had insider knowledge uh, <laughs> one of the prius is like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna take the altar boy on the 12th you <laughs> I, I meant like keep an eye on it he's a pedo, insider. Holy it'll shit. be more more like inside him not inside yeah, her but inside, you know yeah it's inside him that was yeah that was more accurate um <laughs> yeah, but, okay so i think there's a lot of logical like I don't want to say scientific, but there's a lot of socially logical reasons for us to try to get those at the bottom up. No, like, try to, really, you don't think so? I I, think, I, I agree I mean, with you on this. Well, the thing is, um, I don't think we should just have wealth redistribution because the Prieto model, because all that money is going to end up in the hands of the the hardest working, the strongest, the smartest. Again, it's just going right. to keep. All that money is going to keep piling back up within a couple of generations. What we need to do is we need to change our culture. We need to change not, we need to have infrastructure in place to help people that don't have access. Are you familiar with um, the Evergreen College, Professor? Yeah, yeah. What's the thesis? Brent, uh, Brett Weinstein. Anyway, um, he. I'm um, familiar with all the Weinsteins. He did a. (laughs) He. he did a podcast with Joe Rogan. He was talking about how we don't have wealth inequality. We have like more inequality and opportunity, which is very true. And if, I mean, at first when he said it, it was like, wait, what? And then you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, There are areas, there are pockets where like young people have absolutely nothing to look forward to. They can't just, it's easy to say, oh, just go get a job at McDonald's and work your way up. Just work hard. That's retarded. They don't. <laughs> That's they what don't, I tell people to do. They don't. Just ask them. your parents for a loan to buy a house, like I did. Exactly. Just yeah. Just take out. <laughs> funny. Um. I mean, when you say stuff like that, yeah, it's funny, but the reality of it is, most millionaires don't inherit a dollar. Like, so that's the other myth that needs to be dispelled. And I know this because my job, but like. Yeah, most people that are millionaires are self-made millionaires. There's this idea that you just inherit everything. And another huge portion of millionaires that did inherit something inherited it after they became a millionaire, and it was less than $5,000. So it wasn't enough money to 
it, it didn't really make a big difference. Well, does and this guy? The, sorry, does this guy think that uh, it's um, that the majority of the problem is a is an inequality of opportunity? Because I I think that it's it's more so a mix. I think it's a I think he, it's inequality of opportunity and an inequality of ability. Yes, inequality of ability is another thing. And we, I mean, this is why we have to have trades because pe- different people have different personalities, uh, job, uh, job de- like desires. Um, like there's a lot of really smart people that are highly intelligent, highly skilled, very adept. <laughs> no, no, very adept at what they do, but they do blue collar hard labor. Like they're a plumber or they're a construction worker or they do something that, you know, we, that requires a skill and they have to be really good at what they do, like being an electrician and they have to yeah, get my life. father's like that. Yeah. They're really intelligent people, but they could not work a regular nine to five office job to save their, it's just not their personality type. Yeah, no. But that's I not to say that. they're dumb or that, you know, they're, they're not good enough for corporate America. I mean, corporate America, it, I'm speaking highly of it now, but like there's a lot of things that are annoying about it. It's not always sunshine. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard that before. That's new to, news to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, there aren't enough songs about it or poems about how horrible corporate America and the neon lights or whatever they call it. What is it? The fluorescent. That's it. Yeah. Under fluorescent tubes. See, I think that you make a good point when you talk about this because I could never work in a corporate job. You know, my job of owning many houses renting them out and evicting people and they don't pay is just so much more fulfilling yeah in a way that that's just not a real job I, I hear that that there's is a real job no work that is absolutely that, that, that's land phobia no, please yeah. don't bring that onto my podcast <laughs> i'm being sarcastic so what, okay good, real quick good. real quick let's get on to that because that's a good okay. that's a good topic for discussion how the fuck is homeownership not a job i have owned this house for <laughs> two and a half weeks now it has been a part-time job, just having things, fixing stuff, like having yeah. to get things fixed. Do you have grass? I have, yes, I have a lot. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I'm I have sorry. bunnies and I'm going to have chickens too, so I don't have to buy eggs. Um, oh, there you go. Nice. Nothing better yeah. than some fresh eggs. Yeah, I have grass because, you know, oh, well, okay, so that's the other thing. These people don't make any sense. It's like they've never, you can tell how sheltered of a life they live based on co- comments they make. Where I live, you get in trouble for not mowing your lawn because <laughs> your fucking grass grows so much because it rains so much. You don't yeah. have to buy grass here. I I don't plan, if I did absolutely nothing to my landscaping, I guarantee the HOA wouldn't send me anything for like well, a year. Well, all you have it to do be- is buy out most of the homes and then you are the HOA. <laughs> exactly that's that's what's called a pro gamer move i'll get right on that let me go sell my bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) and all all of my um all of my homes in tahiti you don't want to mow your grass and work hard for it yeah but anyway my the point the thing that i kind of wanted to get to is this idea that um being a landlord is no work at all i mean i've been a renter long enough most of my life i've been a renter Mm -hmm. and some sometimes I've rented an apartment, other times I've rented a house from you know a private owner. I'm glad you've always, ascended above that. Yeah, well, I mean the rates are low. <laughs> I I kind of couldn't afford not to, to be quite honest. The amount that I was paying to rent, um, it, it would sicken you if I if I showed you a side by side of the rental versus where I am now and the price. Oh, I, absolutely. It, it was such a. I don't understand how. Yeah, how people. That's the thing that rentoids, they're always like, well, I can't afford to buy a house. I have to live like this. And it's like being a rentoid is more expensive a lot of the time. You're just, you know, if you stopped eating avocado toast and you stopped, <sighs> okay, you know, so- buying craft beer and Funko Pops, maybe you could afford a house like our based friend Annika here. Um, okay. So FHA loans, you can get a uh, 3% down. If you have a $150,000 house, which outside of Houston, there are $150,000 houses that are nice that have a lawn, um, that are, that are decent. You can get, if you're in a tiny town, you can get a house for like less than a hundred, like six yeah. grand. If you want something modest, you're, you know, something with a garage. I mean, it's, they're not bad homes, but you just kind of have to live out uh, in the middle of nowhere. But now that we have work from home, that's not a big deal. Where I was going earlier is being an owner is a job. 
like there's a lot of work involved in owning property. Um, it's, it's hours every quarter to like file stuff. I mean, I have like, I have all this shit that I have to keep track of. You know, I have carpal tunnel from signing so many eviction notices this month. No, honestly, these people think we just, we sit in a fucking basement and collect checks. Do you guys really own properties that you rent out or is this swimming money? Okay. Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, if you put 3% down, say if it's FHA, say if it's a $150,000 house, do that math, what, 4,500? So you would do, let me think, you could save up that amount within less than five years, even if you're just putting away a little bit, because if you're putting it in a nice, um, in a nice account, that's earning you like 8% with compound interest, you could definitely have that within a couple of years. Yeah. And this is the other thing. Like everybody says, Oh, I'm too poor to this and that. I go through credit card statements. I watch, I see how, where stupid poor people's money goes. They No, they all have a couple of hundred dollars a month that they could put away. I could for years, like all in my early 20s, I was stupid with my money. A lot of people are when we're young. Are you consume shaming? Well, I've made some really dumb financial decisions in my life, like really dumb. Like really, really, really dumb. I, I I could go on for hours about how ignorant I've been in the past with money, and I it finally kicked in like in the last few years when I got my job that I really should. All right, well, be just, dumb. just you know, yeah. take take it easy because okay. like signaling against consuming is <sighs> signaling against our society. And I I think part of what Annika's saying is that uh, she used to be a rent hog. You know, she used to be one of these people that couldn't budget, couldn't be fiscally responsible. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, she looked at her finances, she straightened her shit out, and now she's a homeowner. She can do it, and all these other people can do it, too, if they just take a little personal responsibility and pull themselves up by the, their bootstraps. I know you're you're being sarcastic, but there's some... I am not. No, he's not. Okay. No. There is, no, he's I, not. I don't like the bootstraps comment because of the way it gets... It gets um, it leaves a bad taste. I have <laughs> literally seen someone pull themselves up oh, by no. their bootstraps. It is possible. It is I possible. Seen someone. Yes. <laughs> Are they bound to a wheelchair? In fact, it was <laughs> Orion. It, it was. It was Orion. I could guilty as like, charged. If someone's in a wheelchair and the only way to move their feet is to pull it up like a like a what do they call the puppet the puppeteer. Oh, marionette, marionette strings. Marionette. <laughs> marionette their shoes. That's funny. So, um, but yeah, homeownership is work. Um, the other thing that these dummies don't take into consideration is any investment has risk. And real estate renting is high, relatively high risk because you're asking a complete stranger to not destroy your shit and to leave when you tell them to. Yeah. So, um, and not burn down your property. Like you have to pay for insurance. You have to, Oh, the other thing is there's so many regulations in, in place that if something goes wrong in the house, like right now, I, my fireplace doesn't work. The gas, we have to bring some the thermocouple needs cleaned out or something like that. Well, I could just let it stay forever. But if I rent the place to somebody and I tell them everything works and one of the amenities is a fireplace and it doesn't work, they could easily be like, okay, well then I'm going to withhold X amount for rent. They could complain. Now, even though it's not, it's not the same as like water, not having water or it's not, you know, it's not like they don't have lights or something. And the other uh, thing people don't realize is that nine times out of 10, your rental property is going to become a trap house. Yes. That's very common. Yep. I've actually experienced exactly what you're talking about. On one of my rental properties, uh, one of my rent hogs called me up and said, you know, my toilet isn't working. You need to come fix this. And it's like, dude, you have two toilets. Go use the other one. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. These people, I don't know where they get off. Why doesn't he just poop outside? Exactly. There's I have a, a perfectly a good lawn. This perfectly good yard, you know, yeah. you can get a shovel. I didn't, I didn't provide a shovel as an amenity. Jesus, man. These yeah. fucking people. Uh, it's every day is, is something. Although, I mean, just kind of to 
make my point. I do think that homeownership is work. And I think that there's a lot of risk involved. And I think, okay, so they got mad at me. One of the last arguments I got in, uh, in that group was when they were going on about like um, the landlords. um, And I had said something about, yeah, I hate poor people who rent too. Like, I, I, hate, or I said something like, uh, I hate poor people who refuse to buy a home, a house too, or something. The irony is, I was Based. renting an apartment. Yeah, I was like renting an apartment when I said it. But they, I all, they all, they all, they see seethe without fail whenever you bring up landlording. Yeah. Ew, I hate poor people. Who doesn't? Yeah. Well, I think you've made some very good points there as far as home ownership is heckin' cute and valid. It's uh, it, it is a real job, and it's something that you can't just take time off from. You can't you can't really wash your hands of it easily like a normal job. You know, it's it's something that will stick with you in in a big way. So I want to thank you for that. Said you needed me to come on to get that point across. I think that you really helped offer you know a perspective. <laughs> I think that you really helped to. Uh... I can't tell if you're being a dick or not. <laughs> That's the thing. Owning home, no. good. Um, I mean, the the other thing is, um, I guess the bigger point is that we live in a free market. So if somebody says, hey, I've got this thing, do you want to borrow it for X amount of dollars per month? And you're like, yeah, hey, I could, I could really use one of those things for, and I've got X amount of dollars per month. Those two people get together and they have a contract um, in the form of like a lease agreement. And yeah. some third party comes in and says, that they don't like that these two people entered into an agreement. And that's the part, the bigger picture is uh, yet, yet the irony of it is that it's okay to rent your body for somebody to penetrate. And that's real. (laughs) Oh no, that's real work. Bend over and like, yeah, I use you as a, as a orifice. Yeah. Now, now I do want to say that sex workers are basically just landlords of their own body and they're renting it out. So I'm okay with sex workers. I agree. As long as... As long as they're attractive. Well, as long as they're renting it out themselves and someone else isn't renting it out for them. No, no, because you could be a property management company for these things, and I I think that's okay. Okay, so I just remembered the (laughs) thing earlier during the the Pope article. You yeah, Mastercard. Yeah, Mastercard yes. pulled the plug on Pornhub. Are you aware? Yeah, they, yeah. They took down yeah. all the child porn. To bring finally, it, to bring it all the Ouroboros. We're eating our own tail now. Because um, of money. Okay. Yeah. Well, they took it down because of human trafficking. No, they took it down because of money. Because of money. What do you mean? Ma- they really because, fucked because, my business over here. Because Mastercard said they weren't going to support the platform anymore. If if. Because of because of all the shit surrounding them. In two weeks, MasterCard's going to be like unveiling their own porn site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean that MasterCard is pulled the plug on Pornhub because there were certain there were a lot of videos that were um, they couldn't prove that they weren't. Um, I think some it had to do with sex trafficking. Yes, I've seen many of them. Yeah, the sex trafficking videos, um, and so that's why MasterCard, or at least that's what they said, was their reason. It's like how we went into uh, the Middle East because they had weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> okay. That's, okay. The, that's the reason we went in there, no? It, it's pure altruism, baby. But, but you know? why, why can't you believe that MasterCard doesn't want to support that shit? Uh, maybe somebody high up at MasterCard has a family member that was affected by it and they think it's it, I mean human well, rights at, at that point it's well, not like, altruism it's, you it's know, revenge like, MasterCard processes well, payments for like companies that have kids mine cobalt and like shit like that yeah. to make computer parts that are like objectively worse Pretty so I no company is without blood on their hands if you yeah you absolutely always, I'm I'm not saying that they should feel guilty for doing that. I think it's a natural order, but anytime I see someone say we're going to do this for a moral reason, I'm immediately extremely suspicious because as somebody who broadly lacks morality, it makes me suspicious when other people, you know what I'm saying? Think about the consequences of this though. Like in, in, in the real world, you have all these, 
you know, you have all these closet pedophiles who aren't going to be able to get their fix on questionably young looking girls, you know, videotaped on Pornhub, and they're going to go out there and do something. So, um, yeah, I forgot what that do you, what that do you, you know, <laughs> they've got to get their outlet kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the old libertarian argument. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I was. I don't I, know about that one. Years ago, when I was young, I thought I was a libertarian, and then I actually realized, like as I got older, that I'm like, no. You graduated high school. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's yeah. I think I was still a libertarian sort of up until age 24 because I voted for Ron Paul. Okay, Ron that's Paul was pretty bad. Romulus. Yeah, 2008. Sorry. Yeah, 2008. But after he lost, I, yeah, I don't know why I said 2004. Who even, uh, I don't even know who ran. I wasn't into politics. Yeah, the first, the first thing I could ever vote in was 2008. And that was like the first time I ever really paid attention to politics. But But have those, have those people come out of the woodwork yet, uh, woodwork yet to make that argument that I just made about, about this whole situation with Pornhub? Um, Wait, which pe- have? Because I, I wasn't being I wasn't being serious. I you was... mean this the pedo? Have they come out of the woodwork? Who? No, they can no, still people... watch cuties. They're watching <laughs> cuties, so they're all good. They they're like Pornhub. I haven't used that for like three months, dude. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I don't know if you guys saw cuties. I did not. I avoided it like the plague. Yeah, I watched it and it bothered me. And I'm I can be pretty. You did that liberal. to yourself. <laughs> well, I watched it because we were going to talk about it on the podcast, and I wanted to actually have like real knowledge, not what other people said about it. That and sounds like an excuse to engage in suspicious no, activity. It, I also it, watch questionable material for research yeah. purposes. <laughs> I, okay, it was. <laughs> It was bad enough that my husband was sitting there and like he had oh, to keep no. turning his he had to keep turning his head and I had to tell him when it was over. Oh, it was no. pretty much there was no story. There there was literally no story, no plot, no no character development, none. And then um there's like random scenes. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And it was just an excuse to zoom in on a little girl's crotch gyrating for we're talking minutes. I'd say there was a huge percentage of the movie that all it was was little girls gyrating. And then a girl lifted up her shirt and you get to see her boot. Well, 11 year old breasts. Whatever. I feel like the word gyrating got a lot of exposure from this movie. Yeah, it was, it was uncomfortable. It was, a I couldn't make it more than five minutes through that movie. It was gratuitous. until a few hours later. Am I right? <laughs> I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to, I was going to say, but I'm Okay, so it pretty much, that's all it was. The majority of it was just an excuse to watch little girls kind of shake around and zoom in. The The weird thing is the cinematographer would zoom in on just their crotch. So you don't see what's going on. All you see is a butt shaking around or their crotch or their chest. And it was just weird because it all of it was gratuitous. What do you think the, what do you think the, uh, what do you think like the cinematographer's thinking while he's capturing these shots? Do you think he's like... Nice. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. But- These people are prime candidates for the grill logs. Just yeah. fucking round them up and send them in camps, dude. Fuck that's, these people. That's what I'm so, talking about. That's disgusting. Uh, that's the only group that... You know there's like the matriculation rate on that crime? The what is- now, huh? Why did I say matriculation? That's when you go to college. I know that word. I'm smart. <laughs> I I am like so tired. The recidivism. This recidivism. Oh, oh okay. Recidivism. Why did I say matriculation? That's when you go to college. The recidivism rate. Do you know why I didn't know that word? Recidivism. I'm so. I told you I'm epileptic, right? I was just having a seizure right there. <laughs> the recidivism rate is very low. Yeah, they they don't just get fixed. It's kind of one of those things, you know. Sending gay people to camps didn't fix them, so how are we gonna how are we gonna fix it? But that's true. You can't outside of like castration and hormone therapy and severe severe like brain shocks. You lobotomies. really can't chemicals and what a lobotomy. Oh, a lobotomy. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why we send these people to the grill log because there's no fixing them. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how, this, that's, that's how the show has started. 
a lobotomy. <laughs> speaking speaking of that, it might be how it ends too. Because uh, Annika, do you feel like you you're smarter or dumber for having been on this oh, show? Dumber. This is way past my bedtime. It's funny. I think that you guys had to keep me up an extra two hours just so I could be at your at your like level. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> well, you're in good company. Yeah. No, it was fun. I'd like to. Um, we could actually write down some topics if we ever want to like talk again. And I think that would. Oh be- yeah, you want to come back on? Sure. Not anytime soon, soon. Because I'm like I said, I'm busy. Let me get yeah. through the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. But- but yeah, no, it's it's been fun. It's, could you guys record earlier? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Micah, can we record earlier? <laughs> I well, work for a little bit. Uh, well, so do I, but I have to be up at like four. Uh, yeah, I, I have to be up at six a.m. I get yeah. up at like nine thirty, ten. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm like taking my lunch break at ten thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I would love to chat more and, like, we could all be energy, like, kind of yeah. have, you know, we could bring it. Yeah, yeah, get on my level of energy, throwing out zingers all night. Yeah. You are clever, though. Thank you. Um, before how, we... See, so you're, oh. you're proof. See, the incels think that it's all about the looks, but you're proof that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> you, you um you clever max and you look are you familiar with like all the terms uh very much so yes i'm trying to get i'm trying to get someone from the incel forums like one of their moderators to come on here and like you know give their case because i i actually have a lot of compassion and sympathy uh, for them i i, I feel like sympathy for some of them another portion of them are just shitheads that they shouldn't procreate there's a there's a number of them that are just assholes. Yeah, that is definitely a woman's perspective. They're they're a little entitled. Yeah, it's th- now there are a lot of good ones too. Meaning, you know, there's all different kinds of people. But some I assume are good people. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, is there anything you want to plug to our literally dozens of listeners before <laughs> before you get out of here, or uh, um, do you want to? My regular, my like regular thing that i do like we do it tuesday nights it's live on youtube it's the i hypocrite channel we have it's called sex wars um we've interviewed some hilarious people like um john mcafee the billionaire that's wanted for murder (laughs) we interviewed him we interviewed he's innocent by the way okay i know he is yeah we did a whole episode i'm completely serious about that we had stefan molyneux on our show now you had andrew tate on your show a couple of times yeah, I love that fucking guy. He is really? awesome. He's hilarious. Uh, I thought he was hilarious the first time we brought him on because I didn't know what he did for a living. I thought he was like a real. I actually. So you think he's hilarious? Um. Yeah. You don't, he's you don't, funny. You, you but don't get to I don't agree. that. Based I don't on... <laughs> agree. I don't agree with his lifestyle choice. His his career choice. Sure. I actually thought he was a real estate investor funny how i I mean he's investing in some kind of real estate (laughs) okay so my favorite uh which is one we don't really ever talk about that much is dick uh dick masterson he was hilarious he's he's like high energy too he's a funny guy i watch i watch his show a lot yeah he's he's really good um yeah all right well are you done dunking on on us yeah (laughs) I, I have to go leave and cry now. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. We'll definitely have you again sometime. And uh, yeah, peace out, my gorillas. Okay. I'm old as a boomer. My mindset on Zoom. Everything cooler long as I'm not Laura Luma. If you think I'm not number one, I just spell that rumor. Hit that victory royale on some motherfucking coochie. Default dance on a bitch. Hit the default dance on a bitch. Floss dance while I'm flossing in a whip. Victory Royale, when that chopper hit. Self-incrimination, I have no participation. News keep asking, I don't say shit. You can't have my conversation.